0: Back to on rewind and, and recap where the wine is as necessary as the chaos on our favorite shows my name is cece and tonight it is no secret i'm drinking white, white zippendale <laughs> by white oak no oak leaf damn it's my white oak i'm thinking about the damn campground <laughs> <laughs> i'm drinking white zippendale by oak leaf i told y'all this has become a white zippendale stand account i'm surprised anything has like weaned me off a red wine but white ziffindale has just been that girl to me
1: i'm going to challenge you to try a different brand of white ziffindale next week okay i'll get it for when it comes. <laughs> <laughs> you just, just give when me it comes. something all right tonight i'm actually drinking uh sauvignon blanc oh by the way i'm princess i'm your other co-host and I'm drinking Savion Blanc tonight by Frontier that is also an old faithful brand for me, but I try to rotate them around a little bit. Um, that was a, little yeah, bit a little bit shade. <laughs> Bitch, I like what I like. <laughs> I love you. Oh, I feel the judgment. I I'm sorry I had to I had to because you you be old faithful with that white zippendale oak leaf every week. It's okay. so like not
0: even trying to plug them. Really, oak leaf, y'all need to give us but me a brand deal because baby, yeah. I put the coin in y'all pocket. Yeah. I love, if you are someone who is afraid to try bitter wine, but you want to wind out, so will get you fucked up. Oak mm-hmm. Leaf is that girl, but White Zinfandel is, is kind of got like that sweet, but grown taste to it. But mm-hmm. so yeah. that's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, anywho, before we jump into tonight's show, be sure that you guys are following us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Rewind and Recap. That is R-E-W-I-N-E as an elephant, A-N-D-R-E-C-A-P. We live tweet every Sunday, or we used to back when like, you know, insecure and stuff was going on. Right now, we're just kind of catching up on the shows that we love this week, but we do still like live tweet from our page and we do go live on Instagram or we do like Twitter spaces at least once a week to stay engaged with you guys. So make sure you guys are following us on social media and keep up with us. So yeah, we'll go ahead and hop into the show
1: yes so i really wanted to kind of talk about the themes of harlem because i feel like they're very similar to insecure like i know harlem is a totally separate show it's it's very different you know but they're also very much the same and the fact that they talk about young black women in the real world you know following their careers dealing with love and relationships dealing with family navigating choices and decisions and self-doubt and all these different things and so i just wanted to kind of talk about the different things that we noticed as we watched the show and one being friendship like just like the ladies of insecure had their close-knit friendship and kind of even different Mm -hmm. pockets of friendships within the friendship you see that in harlem too and it was like damn like you know unfortunately it's realistic. I hate when that happens, but it just kind of naturally happens sometimes in friendships. Things go in seasons. Sometimes sometimes people get close to another and get less close to another as things go on, on and on. But I just thought yeah. that was interesting how they had those similarities of how they navigate their sister circle.
0: I think that that also comes from some time where like a friend will bring their friends to the friend group and then they become friends. I'm mm-hmm. thinking that that's kind of like what it gives. Like maybe um Cam and fuck why can I not think of her name Cam and Ty were like Mm. friends maybe Mm. and then maybe Quinn and what you call it were friends because we saw that like you know Quinn wasn't always as stuck up and so as she used to be yeah so I think that it may be uh something that stems from like them just kind of bringing their own friends to the friend group but at the end of the day just like with Kelly and Tiffany and then Issa and Molly they were all still best friends they just kind of mm-hmm. had their own person yeah. within the group mm-hmm.
1: so yeah yeah and I feel like Camille was kind of like the mother of the group but I don't feel like mm-hmm. insecure had like a mother of the group which I kind of it was all childish <laughs> in their own right mm-hmm. I kind of appreciated no one being like the mother though like it's kind of annoying when someone's like the mother of the group like we're all grown. I feel like maybe because they're naturally maybe a bit more nurturing or like just the mm-hmm. warm one, but I just hate the term like mother of the group. I don't know why I, I hate it, but Camille is definitely that. And I see why, because she is the most sensible, warm, kind of grounded the most out of all of them. In friendship, because um, in relationship, right, heart, sisters That's like... all over
0: the place.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, I just love seeing their friendship and their closest and just how, you know, it felt very real. Like, it felt like these bitches liked each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. they had friendship chemistry on screen, which was nice. You know, I don't really like to talk about chemistry on screen much anymore. I'm so scarred. I understand. We're going to try not to use that word too much tonight. (laughs) No, but but that is very important for a show to be believable. Chemistry has been there yes and not just romantic chemistry but like friendship chemistry parental to child chemistry like it has to feel real to be Mm -hmm. believable and speaking of chemistry another theme was following their hearts you know romantically to be specific and even like career-wise but if we're talking about camille following her heart and even quinn following her heart at the end Mm -hmm. because she wanted to you know bump coochie she finally realized that that came out of nowhere but i kind of saw it in the first episode she kind of mentioned that she was gay was kind of like oh really
0: but it wasn't just like oh okay that's what you're doing but it was like you know i could see it
1: i I was kind of thrown off Like, like i thought she was strictly dickly i could see it in her I mean, I could see it when Chelsea came along. I was like, oh, I can see y'all together. Like they're cute, they're cute mm-hmm. for sure. It was- Beautiful so women. Cute. Very beautiful women. I will watch the tape. So- Camille, Girl and girl's a great category. <laughs> Moving on. So Camille. <laughs> Camille definitely had choices, you know. Um, she followed her heart, which we found out later in the season when she chose not to go with him to Paris and be her own woman and follow her own path and jam- ending up with Jameson. It's such a know, real thing. It is a real thing. I don't, just don't think I would have walked away from Tyler Lepley, but I get the message. <laughs> I, I uh, okay. the we would have been sleeping on the air mattress in Paris. I don't give a fuck. I would have been next to Tyler watching him make some steak and croissants and baguettes or whatever the fuck they make over there. But I just love seeing her despite her fine ass man choose herself and decide yep. like, i love you but i'm gonna let you go do you and if we're meant to be it'll happen but right now i have to choose camille and i thought that was really big for women to see
0: and i i love that that ties into like her identity and her work because we see so many women sometimes that get so wrapped up in their man they don't know how to exist without mm-hmm. a nigga and i feel like i don't like that yeah and i guess it's because it's like I am my own woman. Don't get me wrong. Because when I'm in love, I'm very much a my man, my man, my <laughs> man, That's my man, my man. But like, I know how to exist and how to breathe mm-hmm. without that man. There are some women who get in a relationship and it's like all they know is they nigga. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to do nothing without him. They don't know how to breathe <laughs> without him. And it's just like, leave that nigga at home. Mm-hmm. Shit. Why are you why are you always talking? Why about is he this here? Nigga? Fuck like that yeah i i really love that like she chose herself because mm-hmm. most women would have been like i'm not leaving my nigga let's, let's get on this plane to Paris." Sure. period and like you know what i'm saying so it's like i like you said i really do appreciate that they showed that because oftentimes they show women in damsel in distress mode and It's just like, I got to follow my man. I got to follow my man. And I've seen it so many times in life where like women will do everything that they feel like they men want them to do. And then either that relationship doesn't work out and then they resent that person Mm -hmm. because they didn't take the opportunity to exist
1: outside of their relationship. Yep. So I really
0: did love that as well.
1: And I agree with what you said. I love the fact that they showed that without her being a damsel in distress or without there being like, cheating or betrayal she just decided Mm -hmm. woke up one morning was like I don't want to do this shit no more and that's very real because sometimes relationships can end without all of that without you know a major thing it's just I know again that's why I was traumatized by the show yeah yeah it was a lot and so I just appreciated them shedding like a real life light on it because insecure gave us like the cheating the you know the extreme instance the reasons Right, this gave us kind of like shit can end because it's just time for shit to end or it's time for y'all to separate and maybe you know in the future, which we saw You know things will come back together, but another one was self identity and self worth and I think Camille struggled with that when it came to her job a lot too, Just not feeling good enough constantly trying to compete, especially when Whoopi Goldberg came along just trying to prove herself and prove herself and prove herself to the point where she just felt like all of her hard work, all those years meant nothing. And it's like, what am I even supposed to do? Like, what's my purpose? Where am I supposed to stay here? Should I quit? And it's just, that was relatable because I feel like as young people especially young black women, we go through a lot in our careers trying to find our place and prove ourselves and prove that we belong in a space and that we, should, you know, have that promotion or we should have this place in the office or we deserve this business. And so it was just nice to see her highlight that struggle because I feel like it's very, very real. And even with Ty, she showed kind of her struggles five years ago, working in corporate America for a different tech company and not been able to speak up in a room full of white men to now having her own business. And she's and shutting
0: that white man down and talking he, about his damn suit. Now she got a white
1: man as her assistant, bitch. And period. it's like, <laughs> so I just love seeing how they show their growth and just show real-ass struggles as a woman in corporate, corporate America or just a woman in the professional realm, period, because it's, it's really real.
0: I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I feel like because we have this show and this is so much of what I wish insecure, spinoff, Secure, I'm going to keep putting it into the atmosphere, would have been. I think that Harlem is giving us what I would like to see Insecure evolve into as like mm-hmm. now we own our shit when really it's like the only person that's really kind of still trying to find their way is Angie, Angie. yeah yeah so yeah. I do love that and like I will say that like. We didn't even tell y'all happy new year. I took a long pause to think about that. I just thought about that. I'm like, we didn't even tell y'all happy new year. Oh, shit. (laughs) But but going into this new year, I think that I've learned a lot about, like we just said, self work when it comes down to a job because we all know, like, I'm just in school right now. I'm not working. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think having the strength to leave something that doesn't serve you and going somewhere where you're valued as an employee. Like I've learned from just being in like a terrible work environment. That's something Mm -hmm. that's very important to me. I want to feel valued. I want to know that I have superiors that have my back. I don't want to tap dance and have to perform or try to make somebody like me to give Mm -hmm. me a position that I earn. and I feel like, you know, even just from like, I felt like a damn student in Camille's class, like her lectures were the shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it was the fact that she had that connection with the students and being able to bring in real life examples and things that they could relate to. And it wasn't just like I'm teaching at you. Like you could tell she was really passionate about it. And it it came across as like she was having to perform for her advancement when it's like these kids fuck with her. Yeah, Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you should want her to be a permanent part of it because her students genuinely enjoy her class. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And minute, I feel like a lot of times, like you said, like we get into a space in um, our careers where we do a lot of competing and I just don't want to do that no more. I want to mm-hmm. flow to what feels natural to me. I want to flow to where I feel accepted and invited and I feel safe. And yeah, like girl, don't get me started on jobs and knowing
1: your fucking worth. Cause baby. I love that. Last one is letting go of the past to make room for the future. I feel like- I struggle with this, so I'm not even gonna speak on it. <laughs> I think we all struggle with this to some Let's extent. be honest. The first one I think of, surprisingly is Angie and then Ty. Angie, because I feel like Angie in the beginning of the season just held on so much to what she was and the se- success that she had that she was like stuck there. It was hard for her to say, okay, bitch, you got to get your shit together. You got to keep it moving. Like you don't have that same success anymore right now, but you can do the work and do the steps to get to a different place, maybe even better. And so I kind of saw her struggle with just kind of being in that like, I used to be, and you know, I'm not shit no more, nobody knows anymore. I used to, you know, to like, Finding herself, getting in some plays, and you know, kind of getting her voice back again and getting her notoriety again, which is really nice to see. And then Ty, obviously having a whole ass husband from the past, which so, was very like, huh, very weird. And for her to hold on to it that long, he was fine too. He was not he was okay to not get a divorce like for five years. I'm just and it probably was longer than that because even in the flashback she was still married, so it's just like. Who stays married that long like if you're going to vanish at least have him served after you vanish and leave his ass like I just it was so weird to me how she just let that marriage linger as long as it did to the point now where. This nigga can have claims on your business bitch that's a faux pas like you gotta protect your bag like yeah.
0: And i'm ready to see that story unfold when we get to season two because i'm just like what like that was so random so random
1: so random and then for him to be like i'm gonna show you what I'm like what the hell is that a threat like it sounds like a threat <laughs> like i mm, the first thing i would have done before i even started a business was clear all that shit up because as soon as you're married they have claims to that and especially if you're married over 10 years which she is it's like girl, and in certain states it's spent right and like yeah. after 10 years in certain states they have access to half your 401k retirement it's like automatically so it's like girl mm-hmm. you just left all this shit in the air for him to grab like and then for you to she probably could have got away with him not trying to get her money had she not came up in the house like get the fuck out 25 000 <laughs> like she came in like guns are blazing so she already got him in his feelings so now he's like she don't even care about me i feel like you feel me yeah she kind of came in the house kind of mad i feel like had she had a more calm conversation with him it might have gone differently like maybe maybe he wouldn't have made a threat but i don't know i don't know yeah
0: that shit's wild let's dive into the first relationship camille and ian my favorite now i have not been one of the girls to see it from mr diamond down to the valley down at the pink Girl, I just—he's very Drake adjacent, and I don't see it for Aubrey because I can't unsee him as wheelchair Jimmy. Not Degrassi. So, oh, Degrassi stand account. Okay, I wish that I could figure out where I could stream it from top to bottom because I love Degrassi. It ain't on one, two, three um, movies. Hmm? It
1: ain't on one, two, three movies. I don't know what that is, but I will definitely go look. Girl, definitely check. It might be on one of three movies. So,
0: it's one of those things where it's like you look at somebody and it's like, I know that you're attractive. <laughs> I'm just not attracted to you. Yes. Because I think I have a thing with men that are like really pretty and it's like, oh, you're fine, but like, you're not. My kind of fine. He kind of rugged I though. I think that's what I like. He's fine, but he got a little rugged like. I don't see edge him though. as oh. rugged. I see him as very polished, very pretty boy. Very, really? you know, kappa is Like he like, he could just break out in a shimmy at any I segment. could see a shimmy,
1: but I could I... also see him like changing my oil or my tire too. Mm-mm. You can see he that he off with some old ripped jeans or something. He gives me Z-E. I can't. Wow. I,
0: I can't. Mm-hmm. But... I feel like this movie, and just, it was just something about his demeanor in this movie. I was like, oh, I kind of see what the girls see a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's start and stop at this show. It's not like how, you know, I carry on about my man that's not my man that needs yeah. him, my man that's yeah. still my man, you right. know? Yeah. Like, I just feel like he's definitely <laughs> cute. First of all, I enjoy seeing him and Miracle together. I think that they are fucking yeah. gorgeous. Both of them are beautiful as hell, but- yes him and camille it was just like i think it's just the way he talked to her like he like how he knew her you know how i am about men like i think Mm -hmm. that men are fine but for me it's about the demeanor me and my literally me and my best friend were on the phone for like three hours before i hopped on the zoom that's what took me long on top of that i was waiting on my food but i'm like it's just something about a man's demeanor and i feel like when a
1: man just knows a woman yep it's just like it's something hmm. about that thoughtfulness because like there was a scene Hmm. when they were in the airport and she was like freaking out and stuff talking about her mom he like calmed her down and then she started freaking out about the past where he was like you're spiraling like it's just like the way he just knows her little moves, he knows how to calm her down he knows it's just i love their chemistry from that standpoint his i so i love how lovely period but i do feel like sometimes his acting makes me just like cringe a little bit like i do feel like he need more classes so I feel like maybe that's what it is because his acting feels like he'll be in a moment, but then he'll break it, and it's like, why are you breaking this? Let it happen. Like, be in this moment. And I feel like sometimes he is he gets into it, but then he'll stop. Like, I can't explain it. It's like, like he just is. Gas
0: break? Huh? That's how I knew when it went from being Molly to Yvonne on that episode. Right. Like, I'm gonna tell Before you the perfect gets- episode. I know. I know that this is not about insecure, but y'all know I this is an insecure. stand account. Yeah. When her and andrew were arguing and her phone was just like "What? oh my god who calling i'm like (laughs) i know you don't expect us to believe that shit Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna let you have it so i can get through the rest of this episode oh
1: my gosh what the fuck who's calling molly's acting definitely sometimes i can see how her and tyler are similar with their acting because like it feels like a little like What's the word? Mine like was rehearsed that last
0: episode up, though, bitch.
1: She did. She but it up. earlier episodes and earlier seasons. It's very it hard to believe like rehearsed and like gas break, gas break. Like just be the character and stay there, you know? But mm-hmm. I do think they had Camille and Ian have really good moments of chemistry. And when they're in those moments, I'm like, I believe this. Like y'all just stay together and love each other and get married. And have babies. Like, that's just how I I just feel. But- I'm sorry, I got to say it.
0: Yeah. I feel like just the best on screen chemis- chemistry. What the Ooh. fuck? This one is beating. Damn, my you ass. Started. <laughs> Bitch, I done went from here to here. Okay. Oh, so, I just feel like the best on screen chemistry. I live for Issa and Lawrence. Mm hmm.
1: Are you
0: finna say a coffee and... I don't want to keep speaking on that, because I feel like that's That's
1: translated off. You know, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, like, I just
0: love, love on film that feels like something might be going on off the cameras, you know? Mm -hmm. I like that kind of chemistry. And I didn't get that from Camille and Ian, but it was good enough for the show for me to believe it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't necessarily on Megan's part. Yeah. So,
1: well, um, I, we mentioned earlier about her adjusting her life for Ian and kind of how she had that conversation with her, I guess, what they call them, not instructor, but mentor maybe, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, about how she went through that and how that kind of that conversation replayed in her head and how she was like, am I becoming her, Becoming my mom, and it was a heartbreaking scene because like I just felt Where she was coming from. Like, I felt how hard that decision probably was for her. Like, this is a man you love. Like, y'all been together forever. And to have to end the relationship, to turn down the trip, not go with him, and end the relationship in the same breath, I know that was a lot. Like, it was just a lot. And then when I saw him pull out the ring box in the taxi, I was just like, bitch, no! (laughs) Like, I was just on the verge of tears. Cause I'm like, we didn't get that part in the beginning of the season when they showed them breaking up. So it was just like, he was going to commit and everything. So that was a lot for me to digest. And then, Ian comes back to town, they reunite, and it's like everything all over again. They go through this song and dance trying to avoid each other until they finally, you know, say hello at their friends wedding or engagement party whatever the fuck that weird shit was yeah she was um, like i
0: the friend was like uh i was hoping that you would come because you know it would be very like i'll be very frustrated if you didn't show up just because ian was there yeah but i think it was more so camille mm-hmm. than him mm-hmm. like
1: avoiding her mm-hmm. So hmm. he saw her too she he said he saw her at the bar remember they both avoided well they both avoided each other at angie's singing thingy at the bar but Camille kept trying to avoid him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely think she was in her head the most about it. Um, and then they go outside and talk, and he's like, he's engaged. She bring up this little beautiful ass bitch. I'm like, God damn, why she couldn't be like not as cute, Bruh. beautiful woman's fiance? And I'm like, oh, this is now she got to break up a happy home. I knew that was gonna how I knew that's how it was gonna end. I just didn't know when it was gonna happen. <laughs> Cause that's always like, that's you gotta do what you gotta do. Okay, so it was just, um, that was kind of sucky. And then them accepting their feelings for one another towards the end, which is the big cliffhanger, and them kissing and his fiance seeing it.
0: That Girl. left me
1: like, damn, when is season two coming out? Cause I need this. Like, that part throw up. caught me a throw up. Bitch, cause I was okay. They're talking. She's fighting for her man. Okay, y'all gonna kiss, but nobody's around. And then, here come this bitch holding her dress. Lil' Maria, Maria. <laughs> caught they ass. Caught they- Caught they ass. That sucked real bad. I- I'm ready for season two already. And
0: that's why I feel like, just like how we've discussed in previous episodes, why men need to stop jumping into shit when they know that they are not over an ex. Especially enough for you to still feel like you love somebody. Because, girl- Right. Um- Let's talk about how while we on them, how he fucking texts her like, "Are we making a mistake? Mm-hmm. You are engaged, nigga. What do yeah. you mean? Are we making a mistake? I'm on. only, I only have engaged? a boyfriend. It's nothing for me to leave him. Yes, you are making a mistake because why mm-hmm. are you even texting me, asking me some shit like that Yeah, when you it, you don't? Even, it's not even a girlfriend. You have a fucking fiance, nigga. Yeah,
1: your wedding is like days away.
0: I think that that's like my worst fear, especially mm-hmm. now, like being single, like dealing with somebody because men don't know how to not hop from bitch to bitch. And I just, like, I'm not that kind of woman. I don't give a fuck about what happened with you and your ex. That ain't none of my business. Mm-hmm. Like, I just need to know how you are as a partner without you having to be accusatory of the other person. Mm-hmm. What did you do? Mm-hmm. Because you trying to paint the other woman to me as a crazy person. I'm only going to let you know that an ex is crazy or whatever the case may be. If that's the case, if I feel like me dating you might possibly put the both of us in fucking harm. Yeah. Other than that, you don't need to know what I put up with, what I tolerated with the shit that I went through. Cause I'm not going to give you an opportunity to see what you can try to one up. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because men do hop from relationship to relationship It is my worst fear to love a man and a man still not be over a bitch that he was dealing with before me. Yeah. Like, I think that that's worse. Like, I would rather you cheat on me with a bitch you don't care about and i be able to quit you than to know, like, I lost you to another woman because you still love the bitch.
1: Speaking of, like, awkward moments with a man who's not over his ex. So, like, when I was single before I met my current boyfriend, I was just, you know, trying to get my feet wet. And I was hanging out with this guy. We met up, went to his apartment. I went to use the bathroom. And there were literally like two pictures of him and his ex balled up in the trash. I could see because it wasn't all the way balled up. I was like, he just threw these damn pictures. <laughs> I'm screaming. He's like, this nigga right. still, his heart, he got a band-aid over that damn rip. It ain't even healed. It ain't sealed up good. Yeah, he didn't put no damn hot glue on it. He just put some damn tape on it and said, "Let me invite this bitch over." And not even good tape. Not even good tape, because bitch, I can see the womb literally <laughs> looking back at me. I was like, "What the fuck?" And like, it wasn't anything serious. It was just like our first hangout. But I was like, "This is what niggas do." Like, they can't even just be like, a hey, I'm just out here having fun." Like, I'm fresh out. Not even looking for nothing serious. I'm just trying to get myself back out there and meet people and see where it goes. Girl. Da, 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 da. You might see some pictures on my Instagram. I'm just not in a place where I'm... Like, niggas just don't know how to communicate. And then niggas also don't know how to be alone. Niggas don't know how to take breaks and be single. And that's why they keep running
0: to the same type of bitch or it keeps ended up being something that is not. And you know what's crazy? Like, I don't even think that, like, men don't want love. Yeah. I just think that niggas, they don't know how to sit by themselves Mm -hmm. long enough to figure out what it is that they want like even now like I haven't talked to anybody or hung out with anybody consistently in like over a year Mm -hmm. really rolling into two years if I keep this up yeah like no hoes on the roster literally just chilling Mm -hmm. and I'm like in that time that lets me know through dating people when i take a break what i don't want men mm-hmm. never have that because they don't know how to just cool out my
1: nigga. yeah yeah they don't give like, themselves a chance to get any clarity no like, any type of ever, self-awareness at all ever ever Ooh, but ever. um then she meets jameson you know Little- that was
0: weird as fuck. And that's why I don't deal with internet, <laughs> niggas.
1: That was weird to me too. Because then they meet at like some type of presentation with her and her like mentor, new instructor, Willie Goldberg or something. Like he heard her present or heard Whoopi Goldberg do something. They were in the same professional room at one point. And then... I not I don't Oh remember. yeah, he stalked her. He stalked her on Instagram, but she didn't know it. And he appeared at Chili's while she was there and that's why you don't put
0: locations until you leave because niggas do weird shit like that
1: and then they hit it off and like she's a little resistant at first but then she falls for him falls hard apparently because they talk about moving to fucking Boston or some shit um but I I don't dislike him I feel like Cause I don't feel like he's like a creepy, creepy guy. Him pre-stalking her. I've pre-stalked people before. Like not before actually me talking to them. After I talk to them, then I go do my stalking. But I feel like he was just trying to find, find me for y'all could,
0: services.
1: I feel like he could, he was trying to find things that he can talk to her about. It wasn't stalking so that he can show up at her, at her house at 2am or like bug her apartment with a camera. I didn't get those apart, those vibes from him. He wasn't I, giving I, Joe. He wasn't giving Joe, he was just getting like, I don't know this woman from Adam. She's not giving me like no attention. She ain't catching none of my little hints. Let me see if I can find something to talk about with her or see if we have anything in common, try to bring it up. And I mean, yeah. the shit worked, you know, he got her, but he eventually had to share how he didn't get her. So it was a little bit weird, but clearly it wasn't that weird cause she got over it. Um, I think they're cute. I do think he's a bandaid for her as well. Mm -hmm. and i never i never felt i felt like it was very much like nathan and Issa without the disappearance and ghosting it was just very much a safe relationship it was convenient he was reliable he was a good man probably had some you know decent dick great body you know cute face fine you know and so it was like this works you know, I have somebody, I'm not alone, this is a good man, Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's just not enough, if that's not where your heart is, and bitch, your ass should have been alone too, so, because now you got to break somebody else's heart.
0: But you know, they said that she was alone, but I feel like that's how you know when, like, damn, like, that love was real, we talked about this, Mm -hmm. I mean, didn't make the episode, but you know, we Mm -hmm. talked about this, I feel like, When you love somebody versus lust them out of loneliness, you know the difference because like regardless of what y'all have gone through, the love is still there. And I feel like just like how we just said, when a relationship doesn't end toxic, it's just like y'all growing apart. And it's like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's worse than a relationship of you loving someone who like violated your trust. Because Mm -hmm. if it's no real reason to like break up other than irreconcilable, differences mm-hmm. or like y'all have grown apart, or y'all being pulled in two different directions it's a lot harder to let something like that go because the love is still there yep so yeah i, I girl
1: and then she, i don't know she almost did the same damn thing of considering moving with him and leaving with him and i think that might have been what like kind of snapped her a little bit to go after her man because mm-hmm. she was like if i'm gonna rearrange my damn life again i might as well do it for the nigga i love you know yep so boom queen go drop off this dress she's like uh, 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 uh i know what i i know what ain't my opportunity so she run up in that damn building and try to find her man change her mind and boom there go her man so it's like i don't know i think she just made her <laughs> very impulsive decision i do feel like she should have broke up with that nigga first because technically now she's cheating like Issa. Mm um but she did it, but it. she, she just heart. didn't get caught she just didn't yeah. get caught yet yeah. she's gonna probably go home and tell him in the next season go home all sad and shit can i talk to you because i'm like unlike Issa, make camille wears her shit on her face you know she's like very mm-hmm. emotional like Issa came home oh i brought some cake like <laughs> this bitch <laughs> she wasn't even trying to show shit and just had lawrence in the same room with daniel and came home acting normal Girl. camille don't have it in her so I know in the next season she's gonna go home crying, you know, have a very soulful conversation with Jameson about
0: if her. she even go home. Hello.
1: Now she gonna pull a tie and just fucking vanish to Paris. Hello. Oh my god! If sis
0: even go home, ciao.
1: And then we have Quinn. Quinn girl.
0: Quinn.
1: At first, I thought her type was gonna be like rich men. Who are very emotionally detached? No, she just. Quinn, they ain't niggas that steal from her.
0: <laughs> Quinn gives me the type of person who is very desperate for a relationship that she will just accept anything Mm -hmm. and you know what's crazy is I've heard people try to say to me that like oh sometimes people just want somebody and like it's not about the money and you know I just know and I hope that I will never get to that point because it's always about
1: the money for me sorry you're not gonna date for love You're going to date for a little bit of love. You a Taurus. You still kind of simpy. Yeah. But I'm not
0: going to give myself the opportunity to love you if <laughs> you ain't got no money. <laughs> the money come
1: first. And I say girl, that... we're not doing no broke dick in 2022.
0: Girl, we wasn't well, doing ever. It in 2021 or 2020. Ever. That's why I've been single since I've been single. Right. Mm-mm, I ain't playing that because I feel like... Yeah. Dealing with insecure, I feel like one thing that makes men insecure is Mm -hmm. having a bad bitch. Mm -hmm. Having a bad bitch that other niggas know is a bad bitch. Mm -hmm. But then also having a bad bitch that got her money together and they don't. You're not about to make me feel bad for you not being on your shit. Mm -hmm. Because if I say I want to catch a flight to go somewhere... I'm catching an a And outside, and outside of you needing to put in your PTO is the reason why you can't go is because you financially can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work because mm-hmm. in the past I have talked to men who I don't even want to say who haven't had as much as I've had, but they weren't trying to really make away from themselves. And this is obviously way younger, CC, Right. But I've dated men in the past who just haven't had their shit together and would try to make me feel bad about the fact that they don't have their shit together Mm. and i would just never be that desperate for love that i will accept somebody or deal with somebody who don't bring shit to the table like i need somebody who is equally yoked or have more because my thing is um and i use the example of my best friend all the fucking time like my best friend that lives in california Mm-hmm. She has always been on her shit. She's always had a job. And when I was the broke friend that couldn't afford to do shit and she would mm-hmm. come back down from DC. When her family moved to DC, what was this, our the summer of our freshman year? Cause yeah, she went to high school in DC um, mm-hmm. going into 10th grade. Um, I used to feel bad. And she will be able to go places and do shit and buy shit. And I would just be window shopping. Oh yeah, girl, that's cute. <laughs> And can't get shit because I didn't really have a job like that. She really motivated me to get on my shit because it's like, I'm sorry to my friend come into town and I'm the broke bitch on spring break and can't do nothing or go nowhere. Like I felt bad because it's like, why are you coming to visit me? You already paid to fly here. Mm. Why are you coming to visit me and, and having to pay for me to eat and go places? Yeah. And I feel like when men don't have their shit together, they want you to sit in the house, be fucking mm-hmm. bored, you can't go nowhere. And I'm not doing that shit. Like, I'm grown as fuck, nigga. I'm about to be 30 in three months. No, sir. My- Your broke ass can stay where the fuck you at. We could be homeboys. <laughs> we can <could> be homeboys.
1: <laughs> but we, we not, we not oh,
0: doing that. We could I, be homeboys. That's I understand. About
1: it. I understand. I've dated like that before, and it was not fun. Um, they didn't necessarily want me to it stay home. ain't that home. much love in the world for me. They didn't necessarily want me to stay home, but it was just always like tight. You know and I'm saying like, it was just tight. And the one, there was one that preferred me to stay home and he was broke. And I just wasn't gonna do that he wanted me to like calm down don't be out twerking and you gotta calm down and you had I saw you had so and so many drinks like. (laughs) What you're not gonna do is count my drinks tell me I can't socialize tell me I can't dance and try to like steal my fun because you old and broke and you jealous like you're not finna stop me from living my life because. i'm not finna say too much, but there are men who just they don't have it. So they don't want you to have it. They can't be out and doing this anymore. at all. They don't have their youth. So they want to steal yours. It's not going to happen. <laughs> like, you're not going to do that to me. So I, I understand where you're coming from. With that. that. Shit is irritating. Like, but um, Quinn love her broke niggas. So she loved niggas that's gonna dupe. steal from her. Um, I don't understand. Like even when she went to that underground place in satin island, whatever the fuck. And the nigga was just acting weird and for reasons i will never fucking understand she told him to watch her purse while she went to the bathroom because she didn't want that a stranger b- she didn't want some random bitch who was staring at him and still her seat if you he, if he's looking at you bitch you can have him i'm gonna take my purse and get the fuck up out of here bye you two can have each other but her dumb ass watch my purse like what the fuck Miss? are you crazy you got your credit cards, you got your ID, you got your money, and you were like an hour, two hours of a train ride from home. Is it crack? Like did one of these broke niggas give you some crack and you smoked it one day or something? Because it's it's not. Like it. I did not understand that. I'm like I know this grown woman in her thirties did not just leave her purse with a stranger in a club after she just caught him staring at a whole other bitch, like, and to her surprise. <laughs> When she came out the bathroom, purse gone. Oh wow!
0: That's Them big. took your money, your phone. No way to communicate. You're stuck over in Staten Island. Robbed,
1: robbed, and her friend comes to get her. That's a real friend. Came to get her ass. Like I would have, I would have cried.
0: Bitch, it was her bitch. mom. It was her meeting him and his wife with her mom. You didn't peep that Quinn. She went on a date with him. And the nigga that stole her purse he was fucking married and when she went to the event with her mom he was there no yeah
1: nigga was married God. it's also been two months i I watched the last three episodes today it was been two months since i've seen like the other seven so i probably missed that detail but that's fucking crazy Girl. so and he was out with her and looking at other bitches while his wife was <laughs> another reason why i'm scared that nigga got chlamydia or something. Way I'm scared. Floating around. Like, hey, hey New York, I know New York got to be worse than Atlanta, too. It got to be. That's just a dirty ass city altogether. Anyway, mm. Sean. Is- Arnez
0: Ballard. I'm sorry, Ar- Arnez Callick, because you know he banged that thing. Okay, okay. You seen the interview where he threw that crip flag out with Nesta? No. no. <laughs> Arnez is a crip in real life and did an interview. With Nessa calling Capernick girlfriend and threw his th- he threw his blue flag out his pocket.
1: Hold on, Arnez Ballard. Yes. He ain't no damn Richard Richard. Yes. Bitch! He is. You, Richard? Why you ain't just saying Richard? That's, That's his I last one. Richard Richard. Yes, but I you said Arnez. I was like, who is that? I was like, the only Arnez I know is the one from damn one on one.
0: Yes, Ernest Ballard Stupid
1: as hell um, so He's she- still so
0: fine Like, now <laughs> yes, that's a so fine He gives me, he got that Michael Ealy And Nathan thing going on, I think it's that light yeah. skin, green eye shit where he look like he could just yeah. Play a role where he'll snap a bitch neck and head But
1: you want to watch it though He'll be a good villain mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was just interesting to see her go through All these different fucking relationships And then she meets him, but she has Struggles with like trying to accept His career and like present him to her family and friends without being embarrassed. And their whole- He ran her ass
0: for filth too.
1: He did. Cause I'm like, this is a good, he might be a stripping ass nigga, but he a good man. Like he's a decent guy. And like, she needed to be told about herself because bitch, how you gonna judge me when you dating crackheads? So it's like, at (laughs) least I'ma step up. Like, what the fuck? So I was really happy that he told her about herself because she is kind of uppity and she needed to hear it. Like he's a really good guy. To me, it's just
0: like, you live with your grandma and you got a kid. I understand the situation, I just like where I'm at right now, niggas with kids is like the antichrist to me. Never, well never again. I just can't, but it's I just feel right. like it was the grandma being in the room and the kid popping up. Yeah, like, Get <laughs> that!
1: <laughs> Bro, that's some embarrassing ass shit. It was just like. He like about naked. She in the bed, like, hey dad, Ass naked. Put like, your ass out of here. I just uh-uh. oh man. But I thought they were cute together until again they were. she unexpectedly falls for this woman while she out with his son. Like, was literally about to lip lock with Chelsea cute ass. And that boy said, yuck, ew.
0: About to go home and
1: tell his daddy too. <laughs> like damn he finna tell it his i know he a little damn recording device he finna go home and tell that shit hey quinn
0: was out with this one lady and they almost kissed her. we was at the bowling alley dad
1: what yeah i said ew (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and the bitch want to be like we we won this for you trying to bribe his ass nah he finna tell it he you know in season two that could probably be our prediction segment today like what we think Mm. is going to happen in season two he probably gonna been and already told his daddy by the time she get back and by the time she sees him again, he probably already gonna damn. But if
0: he's a freak, he ain't gonna care. he to be like, shit, I wanna watch. You feel <laughs> me?
1: <Girl. laughs> well, maybe so. Yeah, <laughs> please, okay? Well <laughs> <laughs> I Why love be that a bad fucking idea. Shit, they are Girl. both beautiful. Like honestly, I'm yes. looking for her to live her best bisexual life in season Do. two. Girl, cause Chelsea's cute. You cute. On this ballad, cute. Mm-hmm. I want to see y'all kiss, kiss.
0: I- <laughs> Please,
1: kiss, kiss Not- <laughs>
0: hard. <laughs> Not Mike Tyson. I'm crying, bitch. No, ty. ty, I love Ty. I love me a good study. okay I love me a good
1: stud. I've loved Ty since episode one. I've loved her. Same, outfit. she's so fucking funny. She's my favorite. Her outfits are on point, her humor. Her everything and Angie are my them. favorite cause I love an obnoxious bitch. Angie? She's the
0: complete opposite of me. You know, I'm very <laughs> calm, very lax. I have my jokes, but I ain't outlandish like her. I mm-hmm. love Angie. Angie is fucking hilarious. But Ty, I like Angie, but I, I love
1: high and Quinn are my favorite. If I had to choose two, if I had to choose kinda Quinn, gives like me the anxiety. That I connect to, like this weird, corny shit that I like. I connect with Quinn on that level. Plus, I love like her little bougie fashion because that's kind of me on the side too. And then I also have I love Ty's style because I love a good blazer. So I just like mm-hmm. I love those two. I thought they'd be a great couple. What? They like each other, you know. Yep. That'd be cute. But um her empty ass relationships this bitch definitely is a lover stud like i was like this bitch just roll up to a bitch in the club and you know take her back to the place and it's all over like this very bold very bold so we clearly have this you know pattern of behavior sketched out about Mm -hmm. her and how she's just empty and emotionally detached and then she fought for this white woman i'm like what the hell? that
0: (laughs) I said, not this show got me feeling bad for a white woman.
1: Okay, well, I didn't feel bad for her at first. And then I felt bad. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, she a, she a nice white woman. After she they started to like actually be together and they were consistent. Mm-hmm. And I found out she wasn't really trying to scam her or play her or make her look bad in a magazine or some shit. I was like, okay, let me trust this white lady. And then Ty just like... <laughs> started seeing black people look at her wrong and she was just like overthinking everything and like trying to ditch her and you know snub her because she felt like because she's black and she's the owner of a black queer dating app that she can never be seen with no white hole like that's not how it works you can love who you want to love that doesn't mean that you still also can't love this Black queer dating app that you created. Those two things can coexist, you know, simultaneously. And so I think she just got in her own head about that and ruined a really great relationship. For no reason. For no reason at all, because I actually started to like her. And then she, you know, has this terrible condition and she ends up in the hospital, I think it was what? Was it endometriosis or fibroids? But she needed a hysterectomy.
0: I can't remember. It might have been a hysterectomy because I feel like when people have hysterectomies, they can no longer have kids. And it that was one of the things that they talked to her about.
1: It was a hysterectomy, yeah. but I can't remember why she needed the hysterectomy. Like, was it fibroids? Was it endometriosis? Was it an ovarian cyst? I can't remember what it was, but she had to have a hysterectomy. And then that was like, really kind of like, damn, because she can't ever have kids again. And Ty found out she had to have one. It was just like, I know how life changing that is for a woman and how much that affects her body. And so mm-hmm. even though Ty wasn't romantically involved with anyone at that point, you can tell she was like, damn, I might want a family. Like, you know, I, I may right. have wanted to have that at one point and now I, I can't do it myself. My partner would have to do it. So that was just a lot. Um, and then the bitches found out she married, could a nigga show up as the power of attorney or beneficiary, whatever, the to, to hospital. And that was just like, what the fuck? Like, who is this nigga? So that was really shocking for me. Child, I'm sure was like, who the fuck? Right, like that was just so random. And then I think that episode after that, which is where I picked up today, um, we do the five year flashback. You know, five mm-hmm. years ago, we kinda, which I, excuse me. I really appreciated that because, you know, I love a good proper timeline, time lapse. You know, Mm -hmm. and I I was happy we got to see the full process of who they used to be compared to where they are present time and like what led to these decisions, what led to where they are now, how they were before, like to see Angie successful living in a big ass townhouse and Chanel down, you know, it was just interesting Mm -hmm. to see their journey and what led to everything and then to kind of jump forward again, it was like fuck like I, I kind of get like, why y'all are the way you are. So I thought that was really interesting. And to see Ty with a black woman, dating a black woman. Bitch, Shayla, I said,
0: do I like women? I just I think I just, I, I have a thing for <laughs> demeanors. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I just could never see me dating a woman. Please LBGTQIA community, I am the biggest fucking ally. Mm-hmm. I think that women are beautiful. I just don't know that I could see myself dating one. Mm. But I said, "Well, yeah.
1: I feel are like these- I feel like if I was
0: beautiful, Shayla, it was it's just the the B D E, you know. Mm-hmm. I need that in my man. Mm-hmm. That it just does something to me. The reassurance, the chemistry that Ty had with." Every woman that she dated in the show, it's like, Mm
1: -hmm. it was just like she let her nuts hang. She did. And I love that. I hated her with that damn ponytail wig on. Jesus Christ. What made you do that? I was like, bring back the blonde bob, like the blonde buzz cut. Like, that's what I need. What the hell is this shit? Like, that blonde wig, I mean, that black wig was so random i was like i know she was still trying, but you wanted me to
0: give grace the molly and tiffany last episode princess kiss my ass
1: (laughs) please i I was like what is this like i know she's probably still trying to find herself and stuff but anyway um girl she definitely gives bde without even fucking trying Mm high is fine as fuck And she's gorgeous at the same time. Like, she's definitely a beautiful woman. Yep. Definitely. And she probably getting a lot of DMs and shit just from this show. Cause the the fashions are on point for this show. At least at least for Ty. Quinn too. It depends on the scene for Quinn. And then I think for Camille, her fashions are okay. I do want her to do something besides the burgundy locks. I'm kind of over that style. I want something else. I'm gonna do a little something different in season two. Because they had that, them, them, um, look. That line. bob was
0: everything on Megan. Yeah. can we talk about how Megan Good has been fine since Bitch. fine was fine? And she just keeps and... getting better with age. How? Like she gets
1: like, sexier and sexier. And I'm just like, I love her. What the fuck? she's a bad bitch and you know the little event the little premiere event with uh robert richard and she was there and Kyla pratt and they all took that picture why she had- was look. i calling him richard richard who the fuck is richard richard yeah it's robert richard for me it's okay <laughs> but, <laughs> but bitch, um, i was saying that shit with my chest too and they all took that picture and megan had that blonde bob and the denim little collar dress and bitch i said I see. ruby's weight go and booty god that past, they ain't know what to do
0: with it. Sorry, Megan.
1: I do feel like he kinda, cause you know, she wasn't doing a lot of stuff while they were together. Like she just really kind of mm-hmm. started breaking back out. And that could have been like the- That ass is sitting. It's fucking, and you know, her waist is snatching that denim dress. Like bitch sucked in and like, yeah let me go work out in the morning. Let me go get my waist together because she is snatched. And maybe he didn't want her in in movies and shows lip-locking niggas because he saw how fine she fucking was. I would be crying, throwing up, seeing Megan Good and we married on TV, lip-locking with Tyler. (laughs) I'd be like- There was a moment
0: where she said something. He was like, no, you didn't. I said, hold up. I kind of felt that in that moment. Keep talking, Diamond. I might see you at the
1: <laughs> paint. Girl, Megan is gorgeous. I do feel like I need them to do a little more next season with her fashion and hair. I just I need a little more. I feel like Ty is giving us what I give me what I need. Quinn kind of giving me what I need, but I need, you know, give me a little more. I want a little more. When she told her ex the laundromat that she had a husband, she was married i didn't expect her to be like oh it's okay but i felt like she overreact like a little bit especially when she found out he a nigga that she don't want like i feel like okay that's fucked up let's get like let's get you divorced you know what i'm saying i feel like her reaction validated her clamming up and not wanting to tell anybody in the first place you know what i mean like I feel like there could have been a little more grace and understanding there because it wasn't like she's married to this nigga and she's still in love with him. She go see him every three months and you don't know about it. Like it's not like some whole separate family type shit. It was like my immature ass got married. My immature ass still in divorce because I just put it off. You know, and this is me trying to tell you about it so I can do something about it. She still ain't do nothing about it. But I just felt like her reaction was Warranted but a little harsh. I feel like she could have been a little more gracious to her. That's my opinion.
0: Ty ass is going, you know, I think that's probably why Ty show been showing her ass the way she was from that laundromat scene on up because Mm oh I'm about to defend men. Sometimes I feel like some guys who have the potential to be good men that love women, who end up breaking their hearts, do the shit that Ty did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. A man will meet someone that's like a woman that he likes, and then that woman either breaks his heart, and then it's like, fuck these bitch. For the rest of their life and then they just go on this whole thing of like i'm not ever being soft to another woman because the one bitch that i like when i was 12 years old told me to kick rock so now i'm goddamn 45 and i'm still being addicted to women yep i feel like that's the kick that ty was on like i was soft i let this woman in i let her know what it was and it turned out bad so now i'm just gonna give very surface level relationships mm-hmm. with everybody else that I deal with going forward. And mm-hmm. it's hard to deal with people like that. And this is me, a Taurus, a bitch who was born with a wall. Mm-hmm. Like I, I won't say that like somebody's hurt me to the point where like my wall's up with everybody, but I just like I could just see through bullshit really quick. And with Ty, I didn't get that it was bullshit. It was more of like, I've been hurt. So (laughs) I'm keeping my wall up because I'm not letting nobody else get to me like that. And I'm not being truthful. And, you know, I wonder if I know her, Camille and everybody else were probably friends. and She probably hid that marriage. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I wonder if the way that her shorty in the laundromat reacted is the reason why she never shared with them that she Mm -hmm. was married because of how the person who she like loved act that way. Yeah, It's like, girl, they're your friends. They're not fucking you. Why would you hide the marriage from them? So I really want them to dive deep into that Mm -hmm. next month on Harlem.
1: So basically Ty realizes she's had a wall up in every relationship. And I think she's kind of like, she realized that when she came home and her husband was gone or her ex-husband, whatever, because Mm -hmm. she had a whole flashback of his rant to her about like she's not even really dating anybody. You know, da-da-da-da-da. And it's like who the fuck am I does anybody even really know who I am and that's a very lonely place to be because then you start to feel like like you're alone even though you have friends and family you feel like no one really sees you you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and that's what really kind of I feel like starts that Internal struggle with like mental health and like depression when it comes to like relationships and stuff because you don't feel seen you don't feel like anybody really knows who the fuck you are and you constantly are putting on a mask to maintain a persona or who who people perceive you to be. So I hope like you said we delve more into that too next season and she starts to break down those walls or you can go to therapy pull a Molly and take our ass to see a therapist and kind of start dealing with what that what that means and how to deal with it. So, um, on a we positive definitely note. Definitely. On a positive note, Ty is a bad bitch now when it comes to her. Period.
0: <laughs> Business there. She gets
1: in order. She getting money. A bad you know, bitch. That's not surprising because typically people who are emotionally detached, they put all of their efforts into their work and they successful as fuck. So I'm working on the ass fuck part, but hey. You're getting different. <laughs> I hope you can do both simultaneously one day you could be emotionally detached emotionally attached and be successful i am a simp and a hopeless romantic and a dreamer and my thing is like grounding I myself. see shit yeah my thing is like grounding myself so i can be both a lover and a successful ass bitch and i feel like i'm getting to that place like giving myself more structure so I don't just dream as much I'm actually doing shit so I I can understand I think this is helping me with that yeah because regardless of how tired I am I still show up for this shit every Monday right right I get my shit done I was cooking when I was texting you I was like I'm like that little boy in that gif I was like it's 650 (laughs) I gotta cook i gotta get upstairs
0: i know and i you she was like i gotta get something to use i'm like
1: yes (laughs) y'all i got time to finish up this chicken my chicken wasn't done yet so so i got a good extra 15 minutes um but yeah she is amazing as far as her career goes she was working for a tech company dominated by white men i understand that i understand having to fight for your place or Make sure your voice is valid thankfully the company I work for they welcome opinions they welcome. Um, ideas and things like that you don't have to feel like your opinion isn't valid, but I have worked for places where it's predominantly white or all white Mine is me and i'm like fighting for my place working in modern corporate America around white people young white people predominantly men and just trying to find your fucking voice even if it's something that you probably are more skilled at or have more expertise on Mm -hmm. they're gonna give it to a white person you know and it's like i relate to that and so for her to have the balls to be like i'm gonna do my own shit and for her own shit to be the best shit in -hmm. that arena it's like go bitch and i love when he tried to
0: say something about like check with your boss and she was like that's nigga that's my, my assistant. assistant what, what the assistant fuck I you did. mean he's like oh, talking- your- yeah bitch is my shit i was hot giving that attitude and giving a read a- the, reading the boys down
1: <laughs> bitch that's the
0: <laughs> help <laughs> I, I am the not- motherfucking ceo what you mean and he
1: was sitting there like i am i'm the help <laughs> <laughs> he was is- all this shit with is- his little notepad. Is- is-
0: I-, I love you. I- Hey, who I'm me is? I'm in trouble, man. <laughs> I'm sick of That white is there down on your ass. and it's Bruh. Hilarious. I just... I love it. I lived for that moment. I said, clear these niggas. Because, oh, I thought we could just talk about careers all day and how people just undermine your intelligence, especially as a Black woman. I can't even imagine the experience as a queer mm. Black woman. hmm People are so fucking just disrespectful, period. Yeah. But to add you being queer on top of it, like the nerve of you to think that I was the fucking helping. I'm in here doing all the fucking talking. Bitch, I write the fucking checks in this bitch, ho. I'm period. a
1: like fact.
0: <laughs> Who are you talking to? You know what I'm saying? Like, I really, really just love that about time because I feel like I don't even say I like being underestimated because sometimes that shit is aggravating because you live in, I feel like fight or flight mode mm. where you're constantly defending yourself. so mm. I feel like for her to come in and own those spaces and to read them down and feel no fucking way about it like and yeah I said it and what
1: yeah oh because that's her shit and she can say it
0: I love that and it's like I just can't wait till I get to that point you're closer over my you life
1: you're closer than you think of it just
0: being like
1: <laughs>
0: it's just my shit yeah what are you talking about
1: the freedom of that. down. The freedom of that. down. And that's what the fuck I'm trying to like. Bow down. Get to. Then we got Angie. Angie. <laughs> I almost thought it was like a dream sequence. I'm like, this bitch in the damn mansion with Chanel. I didn't know she was that big of a singer. So when I saw it, I was like, is this a dream sequence or this is really her five years ago? Because it took me a minute to adjust.
0: And that's then I was like. Shit
1: be. I was like oh no this this her shit like she really a bad bitch with a record label i mean record deal and like you know with a driver because you know she be ubering and fucking her uber drivers and shit so i'm like she got a driver and everything who live in his vehicle live in his damn car i was so sad about that because i thought they had a real connection um, so <laughs> but now fast forward she's in a place where she's still trying to redefine herself and like find her place in the industry again and i think She's doing well. You know, she's doing well with it so far. But mm-hmm. then the season ended with Get Out getting canceled. And they basically saying, get the fuck out. So now I want to see season two, kind of how she picks herself up from that. Because now she's had not, not only one blow, but two blows. You know what I'm saying? So that's got to be really hard for somebody to adjust. But that shit is her
0: fault. <laughs> is it? She wrote the letter to Jordan Peele. Remember that?
1: Oh, fuck. You damn right. And she said, "No, no, 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 bitch, that shit had me crying."
0: Did you know I thought about that episode we recorded?
1: When you did that shit, no, no, no. That's what the fuck I thought about too. I was like, "Wait a fucking minute." No, 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 no. Oh, that shit is fucking hilarious, You do clownery. The clown come back to bite, cause. Ty told her ass, sometimes you need to keep your mouth shut and play the game. And this bitch already done wrote the letter and now her shit getting shut down after right after she done got the fucking lead.
0: And y'all done paid all this damn camera time yep. to learn this shit. Mm-hmm. And now y'all bitches can't even perform because of you.
1: I think we'll get to this probably in predictions too, but I'm hoping in season two, this this humbles her a little bit. Like... Mm -hmm. bitch play the game learn to shut up play the game and you can get what the fuck you want like ties investor with white woman you know what i mean like do the shit, and you can get the funds that you're looking for the support or whatever like you just got to do this we talked about this with eason insecure sometimes Mm -hmm. you got to play the game until you are a kingpin in the game you know what i mean you got to work your way up so maybe she'll that'll ring for her in season two and um, she also dealt with a lot of self doubt with taking chances with opportunities and stuff. Like before she got into the play, she was kind of nervous about it, and she took chances with singing at the club, the bar, and like just working her way back up. So I did see her take a lot of chances, but I feel like she also burned herself with the chances as she took them. It was like every time she took a step, like she scorched the ground that she walked on. Every time she walked, and it's like you gotta you getting in your own way. Pick your battles yeah you gotta pick your battles and know when to you know i don't want to make this sound bad i'm not gonna say learn when to be an activist but you gotta learn when to fight the power and when to
0: you know when to shut the fuck up
1: right you know so i think over time that made her angry and bitter about the industry because she got burned you know her record deal got snatched She was homeless Uh and all this. So I feel like it maybe was anger and bitterness, which is why she was so like, This ain't black. This ain't real blackness. And I'm not going to listen to this white woman and then white tears. And she was just angry all the time when it came to her industry and her craft. And it's like, You can't expect to grow when you feel this damn bitter about something you got burned for five years ago.
0: I feel like. But that's a lot of what you see. Like, I feel like when it comes down to doubt, a lot of times it comes from people not letting go of some shit that happened to them and sometimes Mm. not acknowledging that the shit that happened to them was their fault. Mm. Like, I think that career hurt is a very real thing, almost as real as like church hurt. Huh? Not you, my
1: therapist.
0: I do think that career hurt is a very real thing because I think about like, you know, when I left Sprint, I didn't necessarily leave the right way because I was so hurt and I allowed it to put me in a position where it's like, damn, if I ever needed to come back to this motherfucker, there goes my opportunity because I allowed my feelings to get in the way to stop me from doing stuff. And I think that, you know, even though I was very, Um, I was valid in feeling the way that I felt when it Mm -hmm. came down to me quitting that job. Um, I think leaving the right way, um, is definitely something that I feel like was a real lesson to me. Mm -hmm. To not let somebody take me so out of my element That I fuck up a future opportunity Because I'm in my feelings And I feel like Angie definitely Did that a lot Like girl Even with just the way that she talked to like Quinn Like girl like she don't Your friend don't have to let you stay at her fucking house Facts And she has been and like You're moving in the spirit of ungratefulness Yeah
1: Yeah I I didn't like that scene of her going off on quinn and you know all that because it's like girl you ain't got much like you here don't got nothing
0: talking about much you don't got nothing you here but them outfits
1: you and that wig, got, and that's it you here because you got good ass friends bitch, and i got space for you but don't fucking push it because you raise your voice and cussing me again bitch. you gonna be out there in one of them uber drivers cars like I didn't like that because I don't like when people bite the hand that feeds them, especially when that damn hand don't have to feed your ass. Yep. So it's yep. just, I felt like you're a grown-ass woman. You need to be taking care of your grown-ass anyway, but my grown-ass is letting your grown-ass stay here. I'm going to at least need some respect. Like when I come home, at least, you know, been done cleaned up something, you know, helped out around here. Like, but all she gave her was mouth and wearing her damn clothes. And it's just, ugh, I don't like that either. So. I definitely hope that next season she's humbled a little bit. You know, she's knocked down again. Hopefully, she don't stay down. But I think this will be a good humbling experience and learning experience for her. And maybe Ty could school her on how to get back on her feet and how to make those connections. Because it sounds like Ty does have a lot of connections. So maybe Mm -hmm. she can get her back out there. Be like, girl, get your shit together this time. Because I'm not introducing you to no fucking body else. If you're, not Cause you're about really- to fuck up my opportunity. Right.
0: Ooh, so I have a good what's tea question. I'll save it for what's tea as well.
1: Okay. Well, speaking of that, yeah. we are basically done with the hot topics of the season recap. So we can go ahead and roll right on into that. And if you're new listening, what's tea is basically where we ask general questions that have some type of relation to the show that we're talking about. Um, and we basically just give our own opinions and maybe reference our personal lives, and sometimes we cry. Mm-hmm. We cry get a to- lot. <laughs> so you, this is our heartful moment of the show where we kind of dig deep. Um, what was your question that you had? So,
0: fortunately, this week because I feel like we left all our tears on the very last episode. Yes, my tears are dry, girl. Okay, I sock it done, but I feel like. Okay, so for my what's T question, when it comes down to building connections with friends, especially professional connections, Mm -hmm. are there certain friends that you won't do that for because of their personal behaviors? Did I phrase that the correct way? You know, you're the journalism major. I... Don't know how I'm trying to say, but basically what I'm saying is, when it comes down to you referring somebody, when it comes to business, are there just certain people that you are still friends with, but you won't put yourself in in the gap of that connection? Repeat that again. So, when it comes down to like connections, right? Mm-hmm. Are there certain people who you are friends with that you won't bridge a connection that you won't put your you won't be the bridge for that connection because of how one friend may be personally like prime example how jay is the reason why you and i know each other but like we both said this If Jordan fuck with you, like really fuck with you, Mm -hmm. then I can trust her judgment. And I know that like, you're, you're probably going to be somebody who I can get along with just because I know my friend. Exactly. I would have to say that there are certain people, even though I do still remain friends with them, that I just don't get involved when it comes down to business connections, because sometimes people will embarrass you. And Mm -hmm. I don't ever like to send a referral to somebody who's not like reliable
1: hmm
0: so I am extremely cognizant of connecting people
1: yeah
0: I agree with even that. if it means helping them because you know sometimes it's like you know your people and your people don't be like reliable mm-hmm and I don't want to be responsible or lose a friendship or a connection over somebody not being reliable or like I refer you and then you do a shitty job or something like that I don't want to be the person that's in the midst like it's just crazy because I feel like a lot of people will be like oh like I know you know such and such put me on or connect me and it's just like "Mm, you don't take your business serious enough Mm -hmm. for me to like put myself in the crossfire for some shit like that yeah
1: I And personally, not friends with someone I wouldn't mind bridging, thank God. And if I don't think I ever would be, because those people annoy the fuck out of me. So, and they're just like, even like outside of business, they're typically like that in their personal lives too. Like they're just sloppy, inconsistent, unreliable Mm -hmm. people. And I can't fuck with people like that. So, every bitch in my circle, if I have a connection, I feel like that connection, those two being, those two people being connected is worthwhile. I have, no worries about connecting those two people together because I feel like Mm -hmm. every girlfriend that I have, if they have a business or they have a passion that they like, they're serious about, they're serious about it, you know? And so they wouldn't embarrass me or make me feel like, damn, like, I can't, I gotta be careful who I connect this person with next time. You know, I don't have that worry. So that's a good feeling. But I know that some people have relationships like that where it's like, hmm. You know, let me see you be consistent with this for six months or put in real effort for six months where I, you know, link you with somebody. So I know that's yeah. a struggle because then you kind of start to mix personal and business and that could stir up some tension. So I'm happy I don't have them damn problems, to be honest.
0: Yeah. It's definitely happened to <laughs> me before. And it's like that shit, that shit is annoying as fuck because it's like, damn, like, I can't even look out for the cookout because yo ass unreliable like that shit is just a very uncomfortable feeling to be put in business and personality wise so it's Mm -hmm. like I have people who I'm cool with that are that are good at certain shit. And I know people that I can, that I can connect them with, but they're inconsistent with themselves that I'm not going to be the person to be like, yeah, let me tell you about such and such. Because then when you don't show up, I feel like that looks bad on me mm-hmm. yep. and I'm just not trying to, I'm not, I'm not going for that. So, yeah. So that was my what's tea question.
1: And the other one is, have you ever taken a leap professionally? Because this show is all about, you know, career goals and career leaps. And if you have, what led to it and how did it feel? And I'm going to let you start.
0: I just feel like I've, I've taken a lot of leaps, but a lot of, a lot of my leaps, as far as career is concerned, were never rooted in faith and me truly trusting myself. And when I jumped out this time to quit a job that paid me so much fucking money Mm -hmm. to just go back to school and knowing that there wasn't going to be any like residual income that was coming in. But I was going to have a fucking residual bill that was due every month. right? (laughs) Um, I think that this has been the best that I've felt and the ways that God has continued to just show up for me all for me trusting him but even more trusting myself has just been crazy like I've had just the most random bookings pop up and it's just like okay if I knew not, I won't even say that it was easy but if I knew that like leaping was as simple as just trusting god and trusting myself Mm. i would have did it a long time ago but i feel like i had to go through those experiences of seeing me get to rock bottom and seeing god catch me to be like you know what if i'm gonna take that kind of risk i might as well go all the way and Mm -hmm. like truly taking a leap so yeah Yeah. i I think that that it is definitely worked out in my favor it's just all about um it's all about you trusting yourself
1: truly Mm -hmm. yeah um, I would say I've had two pivotal leap moments. Um, The first one was when I left news because that was when I stopped doing things to please other people, because like my family was so proud I was on TV. They would tell everybody and I just felt like that's what I had to do because that's what my fucking degree was in. And it was just like, this shit is for the birds. I really don't give a fuck, <laughs> like I don't care. And so when I just like said, fuck all this, I'm leaving. That was a huge moment for me because that's kind of when I just shed the whole like, not changing my career because of what people think thing. And now I'm in a place where I'm pivoting because I'm just ready to pivot again. Like it's not because I'm gonna I'm not gonna stay in a job because what people think, I'm not gonna stay here because I don't wanna look bad. Like it's, I'm ready to pivot. I'm just gonna fucking pivot. And I, I feel like I'm ready to do that. And I'm in a place where I want to elevate or switch lanes and do something else or acquire the credentials that I need to switch lanes. And I'm just gonna fucking do it. And so it feels good to be in that place where it's like I don't so much have the I'm not so much shedding, you know, appearances, persona thing. I'm more so just shedding an old chapter. Like, okay, I'm done with this. It was great. Now I want to do something else. So because I literally like I told you taught myself marketing like I would just YouTube a bunch of shit and I was able to land a marketing job just off of my freelancing experience so. Mm-hmm. um now I'm in a place where it's like I reinvented myself one time I could do that shit again so exactly. <laughs> i'm just on that path of like and that's why I think it's so important to remember your journey and like recollect the shit you have already done because. If you can remember those things, then you can give yourself comfort of knowing I did it once I can do it again like. bitch yep. you switched from journalism to marketing, you can go from marketing to real estate like that shit ain't nothing you know you can do it again, bitches do it all the time so. i'm in that mind space now and i'm excited about it and there's always a level of like. A little bit of nervousness and fear every time you elevate and go to a new level or switch lanes or whatever the case may be, but I think the key is to not let that fear take up more space than your persistence and courage and like willing to do the work, you know, you have to. outshine the fear, basically, and that's kind of the place that i'm in it's like this shit is scary but we're not gonna let that stop us from doing the work we got to do to get there and pushing through and believing in ourselves and networking cuz we got to do work to get to where we want to be. So, I'm in that place of just being okay, you know, being happy with the movement and the pivoting and the uncomfortability and let myself adjust as I go and taking it day by day. So, and I don't think with leaping and I think I said this even in that podcast episode that you mentioned a lot, it's just, you know, it's not going to be comfortable yeah, like it. leaping It's not gonna be easy. It's not gonna be like always, it's not gonna feel normal, you know? It's not gonna feel easy. At all. And I think that's what I'm making peace with because this real estate thing is very new for me. And it's like, Mm -hmm. of course I'll need my marketing skills once I get to that point, but I'm not at that point yet. Right now I'm at the point of learning and downloading information. And this information is new. It's a little intimidating, but I'm like, Bitch, you can do this, like this is nothing. Like we went to college, we can do this. We went and did news, we can do this. So it's just me just reaffirming myself as I go through this process of newness that we've done it once, we can do it again. We've done it once, we can do it again. And just believing that.
0: And I wanna add to what you said because this was a part that kept me starting over and that kept pushing me back into corporate America. Mm -hmm. When shit, you when you feel like shit is going wrong, don't stop. Mm -hmm. because I will tell y'all the moment when I was like at my lowest, like the most recent moment I was at my lowest was 2019. Mm -hmm. My sprint job was fucking terrible. I just could not, I felt like I just couldn't even breathe in there. It was just so much shit going on. I lost a relative that was super close to. And I remember talking to my uncle because my uncle got sick, not even a full two, three weeks after we buried my aunt Mm -hmm. i'm 1000 sure they ended up finding out he had cancer but i'm pretty sure he went faster because he really died of like having a broken heart like Mm -hmm. and i just remember like talking to him and him encouraging me to just do whatever it was in his life that i felt like i wanted to do to be fulfilled and i was like you know what like i lost my aunt um not happy where I'm at and literally two months later I quit my job so it was like literally three mm, yeah three days before my 27th birthday I was like oh it's perfectly aligned my lease was up in April Mm -hmm. like I was about to turn 23 a job that came available at Mac and I'm like oh this is right on time I went and put a deposit down on an apartment toured it paid my security deposit paid my first fucking three months of rent like Mm -hmm. I was ready to fucking leave Mm-hmm. And then the Mac shit fell through for reasons on their end that I really don't feel like discussing. Mm-hmm. But the job ended up not falling through for me because of something that they had going on at the counter prior to me applying to go there. And immediately I went into panic mode. What I'm going to do? Oh my God! I I don't quit this job. I I, I don't quit my sprint job that's salary plus commission. What, what I'm going to do? What I'm going to do without a job? And instead of getting through my get throughs i froze up Mm -hmm. and it seemed like after that happened everything went wrong car fucked up damn some random ass bill popped up that i had to pay for like it just seemed like in that moment when i feel like god was trying to test my faith to see if i really want it instead of me being like you know what i'ma stand tall i do want this and i'ma get through it Mm -hmm. I curled up because it didn't look the way that I expected it to look. I expected it to be smooth sailing because everything seemed like it was aligned and that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And that was the reason why I ended up being in Columbia. So <laughs> I feel like when you are on this journey, you have to understand that just because you want something, um, yeah, alignment is, is important, but alignment doesn't always mean that shit is going to be perfect. And I think that people get that confused. Alignment... Is not equivalent to perfection. Mm-hmm. Some you go. Sometimes you gonna yeah, have to true. go through some shit, and you gonna get some tests to see just how bad you really want the shit you say you want. Mm-hmm. And I actually just put this shit on my story, um, maybe two days ago. Yeah, cause it's not my story now. And I said, you know, um, if somebody not supporting you or shit not going your way is enough to stop you from doing what you think you want to do, then you don't really want it as bad as you say you do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, like I said, like now I've gotten to a point in my life when it comes down to making leaps and careers. And I literally tweeted this earlier. I'm just like, you know, my trust in God has me living my life so reckless because I know that things are going to fall through for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know if I told you. I think I did, but girl, my fucking Instacart account got disabled because this niggas tried to say that I misused funds because the fucking cashier (laughs) rang out some fucking stamps on my order that I Mm. didn't ring out. And you know, like, that's where my extra side money come from. I -hmm. can go anywhere and do that shit. Yeah, girl, I had applied for shipped literally months back and they were like, oh, were you on a waiting list? And at first I start, I kind of started panicking because I'm like, that's my extra money. And yeah, I could go get clients, but now I'm going to have to hustle even harder to do like my makeup shit, to do my photography shit. Girl, why the fuck my ship account just got approved today? And they're like, oh, your stuff's on the way, your card's on the way. And I'm like, nobody but God. Yeah. You will not put me through some shit that I cannot handle. And it's like Mm -hmm. and even still with that already know it's like okay cool ship is cool that's my backup money because my goal is to not have to spend any of the money that I have saved while I'm in school because I want to use some of that money to invest in my equipment to really get my business up and running the way that I want it to run when I'm done um with school so I'm just like you know I in those ways God reminds me of like before you like before you get yourself worked out do you know who the fuck I am? Oh, okay, act like it. And I'm sorry <laughs> if y'all Christian as hell and y'all think it's blasphemous, but let me tell you something, when you serve the God I serve, you gonna cuss a little bit, cause bitch, he makes me want to shout all the time.
1: And that's just period. i need some cussing Christians. We said that in like episode one okay. of the entire podcast.
0: Okay, I, like huh, my, my worship come with a little bit of profanity. And that's just period. <laughs> <laughs> But I just feel like, you know, just things like that that really do remind me of, like, the God that I serve. You have to really believe and, like, mean that shit. Mm -hmm. That's the only way you're going to get through it because it is scary. It is uncertain. But if you show up for yourself, God literally has no choice but to meet you halfway. And Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of times the reason why people can't go through entrepreneurship or why they can't take those leaps and quit that job and know that something better is on the way when they're unhappy is because they're moving out of fear instead of being like, you know what? God, I see that you see that I'm uncomfortable and I need to make this choice for my mental health. And I know, you know, maybe my bank account might not look the best. Maybe my car might not be in the best condition. Maybe my living situation isn't the best. I'm Mm -hmm. going to do what I need to do to get myself in a better mental space. And I'm going to trust you to do the rest
1: yeah
0: God ain't let me down yet and sometimes when I feel like I was let down my denial was really redirection and it put me in a place that was even better I'll never Mm. forget again 2019 when I quit working at Sprint and that whole shit happened with Mac and I was like Fuck, I'm going to be stuck in Columbia. Like you said, worry about what everybody going to think about me. Like, oh, she didn't quit this fucking job because she acting like she can't handle people talking to her any kind of way. She just needs to suck that shit up and just stay at the job. And it's like, no, that shit was draining me. I was literally crying every day in my car on lunch break because I wanted to beat multiple people's asses in that fucking job Mm -hmm. and knew that I could not do that legally I'm going to talk about personally, because personally I would have, but legally I'd think about some shit, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But yeah. it's just like I had to really think about my actions and I couldn't just lash out like I wanted to. So I had to do what was best for me, which was for me to leave because that was such an a extremely just toxic work environment for me. And I remember applying to like this insurance place. It was gonna be remote. The money was decent and what I was used to making at Sprint. Applied for it, know that I killed the interview. I have excellent customer service skills and I didn't get the fucking job. Mm-hmm. And my heart came because I'm like, bitch, my rent doing two weeks. I applied for this two weeks before because I'm like, I'm trying to be in a dough. Y'all were hard. I think immediately Now what the hell am about doing with my rent. Yeah. And the one job that I did not want changed my life except my bank account up. My rent got paid up for six months because of this job. I went from being almost fucking homeless the start of August to being able to pay my rent up six months and wow. buy my whole Christmas family. And I mean, buy my whole family Christmas. And mm-hmm. I don't mean just like oh, here go a little gift card. No, like I bought my mom a fucking TV. I bought my grandfather an Echo, like a Alexa Echo system, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck the shit is called. Like I really was up. So sometimes the shit that we feel like is denial is really redirection to something that's mm-hmm. way better. So you just have to be open to the possibility and the ways in which God is protecting you. Mm-hmm. Because when my time was up at Spectrum, because I had learned to just be like, if a job is not serving me and shit get toxic, Get your ass up out of there and mm-hmm. go where you need to go at. And literally, that's what I did. And I now I'm here. Yeah. So you just have to trust the process, regardless of how ugly it gets. Just know that when you feel like you're being delayed is because something better is truly on the way. And you have to keep mm-hmm. saying that to yourself. I listen to nothing. Like it's so bad that like on my TikTok, all of those same affirmations are like, save this sound, or use this sound for money manifestations come up. And I promise you, every time I save one, some money finds its way to me. Mm -hmm. And it may not even be that that sound is really quote unquote magic. It's just the fact that like, I take in the sound, I believe it, I save it, and I move on with my life. And then something miraculous happens to me. Everything, connections, love, money, job opportunities all that shit is energy you need to be aligned with shit Mm -hmm. and that's just how I've been floating through life like bitch you need to get in alignment so period yeah
1: I love that I love that I hope y'all got something from that because I just love hearing about your journey and how like you leaped and stuff because it's hella inspiring it really really is it inspires me
0: (laughs) and grown just you know
1: Now it's time for what was said, sweetie. And this is where we highlight our favorite tweets from our show that we're discussing. Um, I know I mentioned that we would pick three, but I only got two, you know, and that's a note for this show. Y'all need to market this shit better because not enough people tweeting for me.
0: You said they need to market it better.
1: They need to market it better.
0: Market? That sounds like something that you do
1: bitch you gonna have me taking every job
0: i'm just saying every- i am that friend i'd be like bitch awesome. right. <laughs> You do
1: that. don't you do that don't you sell bitch, don't you sell shoes and shit
0: Damn. <laughs> bitch don't you make tiktok outfits right this sounds like a job for you
1: don't you have a studio don't you make beats <laughs> that is me bitch if i could find my friend a job i'm oh, gonna do God. it they do need to market better because like i'm looking for like tweets and stuff and it's like even the tweets that are here not much like engagement there are only a few maybe like over a 100 interactions and it's like that means nobody know enough about this damn show y'all hear that amazon prime harlem team y'all gotta do better we love this damn show but y'all not marketing enough but anyway don't worry i'm gonna apply for you huh you're gonna you're gonna apply for for you you need my contact information okay i think i found a third one so my three tweets are the first one is by at mo cherelle oh she's pretty um and her tweet is i need harlem on prime season two asap in 10 episodes they navigated adult friendships love gentrification health disparities, fibroids, complex mother-daughter relationships, microaggressions, LGBTQ plus issues, black women in tech and education, etc. I'm loving the range. With the Tamar clap, I'm looking yeah. right at it. <laughs> that was in my top three. And then my second one was by at Diamond Bree. Can I just say, I really appreciate all these shows of millennial black people in their late twenties, early thirties and how relatable they've been. That is some shit I definitely agree with because Mm -hmm. I saw somebody tweet, I think it was your tweet about Insecure and how she was like, she loved how we grew up on living single and girlfriends, but it's nice to have someone like in our era.
0: Oh yeah, Kendra. Yeah, Mm.
1: and I agree with that because like, even though we grew up on all these shows that included black women and black friendships and they were great. It wasn't our present time and our present issues and like the shit we deal with. And so it's nice to see Mm -hmm. shows like Insecure in Harlem and like, you know what I'm saying? So. I feel that. And then the one I found last minute is by at Cupid Cupid Gone AWOL. It says, Shaniqua Shande did this. And it's the, no, 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 no. No, 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 no,
0: Chow.
1: I probably name one of yours at least one because it's not many. Uh,
0: yeah. Child. It's not at all. It's not at all. But I don't think that I have three. Mm-hmm. Um
1: <laughs> let's see. Damn. Let me tweet about that because I gotta do better.
0: <laughs> so
1: I have one
0: and it made me think of you when I saw this oh because God. of how much you love Tyler. And it is from Cassie KG. I think I know what you're talking about. And she said, "Huh? People be tripping. You're not gonna even try long distance a little bit with your person, baby. He would have had to be he, baby, (laughs) baby. He would have been overnighting me croissants before I left his ass
1: on the block like that. Hell yeah, with the Gina meme, Gina gif. That shit
0: is. I almost chose that one." That shit had me crying. So it's another one that I'm trying to find too that had me howling. Here we go. So the other one is from Kanita P247. And it says, I love it when Camille said stripper Sean looks like Bobby from her high school and he had an annoying Mm. cousin Skeeter. The reference, for you young motherfuckers that don't know shit about cousin Skeeter, you know. Skitt is the one for me Something, some, some, some With his high profile That show's so fucking old, bro Stay on my mind That's crazy you all the time. Is what I want is what I need Hold on, I got That was you. my show Bitch, I was a Nickelodeon child So I was living for the Megan <laughs> Good And Robert Richard <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you just the fuck the bankhead bounce up, okay? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, whiplash, you doing but that bad. shit. 702 did that. So that was it one is. of my shows. It's
1: giving Stilo.
0: Yes. I absolutely love that show. Child. Ooh. They're so mine. this one is very because let me tell y'all something. I am very against disrespecting adults, especially when you are an adult. If you don't respect me, I can't respect you. This other um tweet is from Miss Demeanor, and it says, "On which episode does Quinn cuss her mama the fuck out?" Because I'm yeah. getting impatient with the Kamala gif, and I'm just like,
1: "Yeah, I'm ready." I for just
0: that. can't deal with overbearing disrespectful condescending parents mm-hmm. i think she resents that her. me i think she resents her parents who have not lived a full life mm-hmm. and they have a child and want their child to be a manifestation of their dreams that they never got to live out mm-hmm. i'm so glad i ain't got that problem with my parents and they I love you Mom and daddy but y'all get on my nerves completely different reasons but I'm so glad that my parents trying to live my life through them yeah not a reason why my parents get on my nerves because I see so many people yep. deal with that issue and I just feel like weird even though I'm not a parent whenever I become a parent, I don't ever want my child to resent me because I'm trying to live my life the way that I want to do now I feel like while my kid is young you know I love to cheer I love things with dance I love things with music so I'm going to try and put my kid in things that I like but mm-hmm. still allow them to find their own way yeah and if I put my daughter in cheering and she like bitch' I don't want to do this' <laughs> we're not bitch, doing
1: shit no more
0: give me some shin guards and some cleats I want to go play soccer then guess what bitch I'm going to be a soccer mom period I'm not about to make my child do some shit that I want my child to do and I also understand that people are their own human being I do that now with my sister and my little cousin like what is it that y'all want to do because if I, I have it. the resources to help y'all and I see y'all helping y'all so I want to help you Mm-hmm. And I know that that's the kind of parent that I would be with my kid. Yeah. I cannot stand parents who disrespect or hurt their child's feelings because now Quinn asks, that's who also I would like to see in therapy season two. Yes, Lord. Because you need to break apart from that shit with your mom. You know what You know what? Quinn and her mom give me? They give me Candace uh, oh. Ballard. Candace, what's her name? Candace? Dorothy what Daddy candace and that yeah i was trying to think of her name candace dillard ba- what's oh, Bassett. what's Bassett? Candace dillard go?
1: bassett
0: yeah that's exactly who they give me overbearing Mm-hmm. because i feel like the reason why why let me speak for me because i don't like candace i feel like candace is so much of a reflection of her mom or the way she treats people i feel like has a lot to do with the hurt that her mom has caused her That if she could get into therapy, I might actually like Candace. And Quinn Mm -hmm. hasn't gotten to the point where she's like that annoying, but she's definitely kind of a bougie prick. Mm -hmm. Like, girl, go heal. Get yourself to a point where you don't need your mama, and then you might be a lot better. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Especially when Chelsea came in to return the toy or whatever. She was like, yeah, is anything else you needed? I'm busy. Like, bitch, don't do that. Like, we're really gonna do that right now. You ready to put that lady tug in your mouth in front of his son, don't act new. Yeah. <sighs> Bougie. But she owned it because she said she was a bitch, so I forgave her. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see them kiss. She asked her on a date and she said, yes, kiss. Now, kiss. I, want... <laughs> now, kid. Kid. I wanted kid. to see them kiss, but we didn't get that part. So I was like, they're going to make us wait till next season to see them lip lock. Um. But okay. That was it for what was said, sweetie. Now it's time for our season two predictions. Um, I don't really have much. So I'll go first real quick. I feel like um we're gonna start with Camille and Ian because they nasty. Um I feel like the new season may may start with Mira saying, Ian, and they like snap out of the kiss, or Camille notices her and she's like, Stop, stop kissing me. Cause like mirrors right there, and like you know he go and chase after her, and we get the whole like spill of I still love her, and why did you drag me through all this bullshit? You know all that. Um, I feel like that's gonna happen, and I feel like now she's gonna have to go home to Jameson and she's gonna be you know giving us that cute little making good face when she in distress that she gonna walk through the door looking like that, and she got to tell him that she loved Tyler and she's not over him and. Blah blah blah, and all that shit. I think, I think he's not gonna take it well. I think he's gonna be really hurt. Mm -hmm. She's probably gonna cry, cause she seems really emotional. Um, that's all I got for that so far. I think they're gonna start like their whole new chapter, kind of like how Issa and Lawrence when they got back together before he found out about that baby. They're gonna have that good little, you know, honeymoon thing again. It's gonna be. We might even get a montage. I hope we get one. Cause I love that montage right butt out the East right and Lawrence got to get, I want some more butt cheeks, you know? Um, and then for Ty, I would love to see her, um, end up in therapy, you know, start going to therapy. She's probably going to go through some shit with her ex-husband. He's probably gonna be trying to fight for some coins, which is some bullshit, but I think she's going to have a little mini battle with him for her money. She might even reunite with that white woman in season two. I might, I feel that coming. I feel like if she go to therapy, they're going to reunite because she might hit her up and say I got some help or whatever, like I've grown and mature, whatever, whatever. Um, I can see that happening. I hope this doesn't happen, but maybe it could. Like, I don't think her investor would hold Angie against her because of Angie's outburst at that, you know, screening event, but I just hope Ty's business doesn't get attacked or like the investor is like i want to pull out because i don't know you were associated with you, like, know. Da, da, da. you know what i mean like All i right. just hope that doesn't happen and then now she can't even pay her husband no money Ooh, i hope we don't see no fall of ty in season two but i kind of feel like that might be what happened because writers love to give us dramatic shit. um and then for angie i feel like she's gonna be back rock bottom um I don't know how she's going to handle it i'm hoping that it humbles her and it teaches her because, like you said she wrote the letter so all this shit happened because of her so maybe that'll teach her hey I need to learn how to play the game. learn to keep my mouth shut, so I can climb the ladder in the way I want to climb the ladder or make the connections, I want to make without burning bridges, while i'm climbing. So I think she's going to have like a humbling moment and just maybe find her way and pick up the pieces or maybe remedy the situation. I don't even know if she can remedy that, but we'll see. Um, Oh, bitch, Quinn. First of all, she got a business that her mom don't approve of that her mama funded. Now the bitch (laughs) gay. And you was trying to hook up with my auntie, so bitch, you better accept that as me. Her mama finna eat her up. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, damn, she gonna need therapy. Like Quinn, will need she needs therapy now but she definitely gonna and I feel her kind of going through this whole like hiding it type of phase where she wants to be with Chelsea but she wants to hide it too you know she only want to go to gay places she only you know want to be PDA in the places where there are other gay people not publicly PDA you know I don't know so I feel like she might go through a little bit of what Ty went through where she was like questioning her like not questioning her sexuality because Ty knows she gay but Where Ty was like Mm -hmm. questioning her relationship with that white woman, I feel like she's going to question her relationship with this woman because just judgment. She's not used to being outwardly bisexual or whatever and just outwardly showing sexual chemistry or sexual affection to another woman. I think she Mm -hmm. may deal with the whole persona appearance thing because she bougie as fuck. And then her mama. I definitely feel like we we we, we might get a cussing next season. We might get a cussing. I hope so. I hope she cussed her mama the fuck. I hope so. she needed, it. And I would love to see her in therapy too, like you said, right along with Quinn. I mean, right along with Ty. They need to go see the same person. That's all I got though, I think. Oh, Camille and her job. She needs a job. I don't know what she's going to do about that though. I really have nothing for yeah her. He
0: might take care of her.
1: He might. He might. But then I don't, think, I don't think that's gonna fulfill her though. And that might be, could be what break them up. You know how Easton Lawrence had, they were good and they broke up a fucking again. That could be the thing that like, they're good. And then they like hit another wall because she's like, well, I don't want you to take care of me. I, she, I don't know, but maybe that could be the start of her doing her own thing. Maybe she decides to write a book or some shit. I don't fucking know. Who knows? Maybe she decides to go independent or self-employed. and start. I don't know. That part I'm still stuck on. It could be anything. That's
0: all I got for now. So, so, let me, let me crack my knuckles and get into the fatoodle.
1: Thomas Cleo.
0: So I think that, um, and we really want to start a pot. Because I know that Ian is, duh, he loves Camille. Mm -hmm. But I really wonder what's going to happen with Mira. And Ian, how is she going to know? Like, is there going to be an outburst? Is she not going to say anything? Like, I'm very invested in how that's going to come about. I hope they actually pick up the season with doing, like, at least clarifying that. Mm-hmm. and then going through a montage for the rest of the episode of like him breaking up with her and all of that other stuff and things like that so I really need to see how that plays out especially because they gave us that moment of like even having to see her seeing them kiss each other and not saying anything and for what it looks like she probably like ran away or walked away mm-hmm. um, just to see what that's about and what if like you know like it's like oh they realize that they love each other But then he's just like, fuck, like, I can't do this. Like, I love you, but what about Mira? Because I'm sure Mm -hmm. you feel something for her in order to like. Marry her. Yeah, you propose to her. So you definitely feel something for her. So what if he does all of that? And then it's just like, fuck, but I can't be with you either. I can't do this to Mira. Like, I need some time to myself to really just think about what it is I want to do. Mm -hmm. and then that has Camille spiraling because it's like I have Jameson who I also like and care about but obviously I don't love him the way that I love you but I also can't go back to this man knowing that I just kissed you so then maybe it should show like her and Ian like not necessarily being together and they had that moment but it's like oh like I caught my wedding got caught off because I fucking kissed you or child what if Mira try to forgive him and still try to marry him later in the season
1: that could happen Cause you know bitches love appearances, so she might just be like, "Just don't let it happen again," or some shit, or promise me that Girl. you would never let that happen again. I don't know, cause she didn't hear the conversation; she just saw the kiss. So, yeah. you know, she don't know that he still loves her. So maybe that could be definitely a thing. I'm just pissed that he feels this way about Camille, and was gonna definitely marry this woman. Like men are stupid. You have this much deep love for Camille. But you're going through with a wedding that with a woman that you don't even love as much as you love her, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, none. So, and men will do that shit and then get married and cheat, child, I never loved your ass anyway. And then you got to kill them.
0: Yep, I feel like you know that, and then also. I feel like that, and then with Ty, I've already said most of the times throughout us on this episode, seeing where it goes with her and her husband. Maybe he may try and like talk to her. What if she realizes like, damn, like I might kind of still love this nigga, and then she goes back to dating him or is very confused about where she's at when it comes down to loving her ex-husband. It's just so many different ways. I want to see Quinn cuss her mama the fuck out and stand up for herself. Um, maybe she will question her, her sexuality. Maybe she won't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very interested to see where it's going to go at with Sean because I feel like you don't pay an actor as big as Robert Richard and, mm-hmm. like, not keep him around. So I'm very interested to see where that, where that is dynamic point. is going to go at. And then hopefully with Angie, like, I feel like I hope Angie get her shit together. Like, girl, we don't want to see you struggle for too many more seasons hmm so that's really all that I have
1: okay that was good Miss Cleo I like the little spin on them not actually getting together like it actually mm-hmm. comes back and it's really a buzzkill. like what the fuck they're not gonna fuck right now mm-hmm. like he's actually gonna pull back and say I can't do this because he look like a I can't do this type of nigga but go and do some shit that he shouldn't do type of nigga you know even though his heart is somewhere else so I could see that happening too, damn, and then she all broken up and now she got to go back to Jameson, excuse me, got to go back to Jameson but don't really want to go back to Jameson so what the oh. I need their marketing team to up it because I need I need season, two. we can't they have to give us season two because the way season one ended like it has to come back so we at least need a season two and with season two that needs to be their trigger to up the marketing so we can get a season 3. But I love those predictions. Those are really good. Damn. Damn am stressed. Uh-huh.
0: We don't have nothing else to talk about. We will catch y'all.
1: You <laughs> said, please <laughs> let me do it." it.
0: Damn, they out this thing. Poor, cuz we over here rambling and y'all ain't hear none of that shit cuz I didn't cut the shit out. Poor.
1: Yes. You got anything else to say, friend? I don't. Make sure y'all follow us on Rewind, Every Rewind, and Recap. R e w i n e a n d r e c a p. That's Rewind and Recap on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We are going to start Married at First Sight. That's how this whole fucking conversation got started. We're gonna start Married at First Sight this week. Um, so I'm excited about that. That's a new show for us. I know you housewife bitches love that shit. So we're gonna get into married at first sight and have some fun with the new couples. I think they're in Boston. So you can catch us live tweeting every Wednesday. We're still gonna post on Sun on Tuesday. Um, and recap the show every week with you guys. Thank y'all so much for listening. And I appreciate it. y'all. Bye next- guys. Bye-bye.